Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show tonight. This is Polygamy, What Love Is This? Wondering what love it is that actually lives polygamy as compared to God's love. We are here on Thursday nights to talk about polygamy. I'm Doris Hansen, your host, and our co-host is here with us tonight, Earl Erskine. Thanks for having me again. And thank you, and thank you for being here so very much. Yeah. Earl Erskine is also host of his own sh uh, television program on KTMW TV 20, 8 o'clock Friday nights. And so it's a very good show. And oh, thank it's, you. It's very interesting. We're actually in the middle of some interviews with Bill McKeever, so if people would like to tune in tomorrow at 8, uh, they mm -hmm. can watch him. Okay, so. tomorrow, same, same channel? Same channel, same, same time. time. That's great. Well, we have some interesting things to talk about tonight, but first we do have some announcements. The first one is a former Mormon bishop, Lee Baker, who actually has been on your show, he and his wife. Too. Kathy. And he's been on our show as well. He's going to begin a weekly live call-in radio broadcast uh, beginning Saturday, January 3rd of 2015 from 4 to 5 p.m. Mountain Time, and it'll be on AM 820 Radio. Now, the program will be a listener-focused review of core LDS teachings that is found within every LDS home and probably most polygamist homes, and will emphasize the deceptions and the deceit of mainstream Mormonism. Listeners will be encouraged to call in with questions during the program, and we encourage all polygamies to all polygamists to also tune in and learn some things that maybe you don't know yet. So mark your calendar, and if you have the courage to hear the truth, you can listen and learn. Also, there's another book available. We talked about this book last night or uh, last week. It's called The Rogue Prophet, and it's written by Sean O'Brien. I checked on Amazon.com. It is no longer a free download, but you can download it on your Kindle or on your mobile device for 99 cents. So, so that's still a good buy <laughs> next to free. <laughs> but the book itself, the hard copy book, is $3.99. So go to Amazon.com and uh, type in Rogue Profit, and you can either download it or send for a copy of the book. And next Thursday, of course, is Christmas Day, and Mill Creek Church in Holiday is holding a, a Christmas Day and also New Year's Day services to honor the Jesus of Christmas and to thank Him and praise Him for another new year. We gather at 11 a.m. for about an hour. Everyone is invited to come. <clears throat> the address is 1515 East. 4500 South in Salt Lake City. That's Christmas morning and also New Year's Day services from 11 a.m. until noon. Um, <clears throat> and of course, everyone's invited to come wherever you are. You know, last week we focused on the latest articles on LDS.org where they posted their fantastic admission that Joseph Smith not only was a polygamist after all, but that he had between 30 and 40 wives, that he married very young teenage girls, that he married women who were already married to other men, and that he did all this as a top secret practice. The fact that they have officially admitted these things is a great step uh, toward uh, 
um, dealing honestly with their polygamous past, at least it seems so on the surface. But to those who have studied the true history of the Mormon Church and its polygamy, it's very easy to detect that they are still denying the truth by whitewashing the character of Joseph Smith. And when we consider that Joseph Smith said God commanded unethical and often illegal behavior, we realize what a dangerous position he placed himself. <laughs> and that is described in Jeremiah chapter 14, verse, verse 14. 14. Yeah. <clears throat> then the Lord said to me, the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I have not sent them or appointed them or spoken to them. They are prophesying to you false visions, divinations, idolatries, and the delusions of their own minds. Mm. That describes exactly what happened with Joseph Smith. He spoke lies in God's name. He prophesied false visions, divinations, idolatries, and delusions of his own mind. But God warns us that he does not send or appoint these kinds of prophets. And there was no Old Testament prophets who ever did those kinds of things. Joseph Smith wasn't even a fallen prophet. He never was a true prophet of God to begin with because a true prophet will not teach lies. And the Bible tells us no lie comes from the truth. Now, there's enough proof and solid documentation of his, lives that to, of his lies that to claim that he didn't lie is telling a lie. You know how many people are still writing, even though LDS.org has written these essays, I'm still getting emails from people calling me a liar because we're talking about Joseph Smith's polygamy. Is that right? I can't believe it. They just refuse to. They, they're I don't not, know how they get that information. I don't know either. But tonight we're going to talk more about these articles on LDS.org and their admission to Joseph Smith's polygamous activities. But we need to say to those who are criticizing us because we're discussing the Mormon church, not polygamy groups, would you connect the dots. Please just apply an honest bit of logic. The polygamy groups are patterned precisely after Joseph Smith and his polygamy. It's that simple. So of course we must talk about the organization that upholds Joseph Smith and treats his memory as if he were a god. And besides that, the polygamy groups and the rest of the world needs to know what's going on with the original church as it deals with Joseph Smith's polygamy. After the Mormon church posted the articles revealing Joseph Smith's polygamy, Sandra Tanner sent me an internet link to a response entitled, quote, Joseph Smith's polygamous and child wives news to the LDS leaders in Honduras, mass exodus in the works, question mark, November 13th, and we quote part of what this article said. Super interesting story saying that the Joseph Smith polygamy story was on front page news in Honduras. I think the church is on the verge of even greater numbers leaving the fold, perhaps entire wards walking away. I'm visiting with my wife's Mormon family in Honduras this week. Yesterday we received a phone call from her dad. I watched as my wife's eyes got big and then she handed the phone to me. My father-in-law then began shouting over the phone about 40 wives. So we went to my in-law's house. The scene was a bit comical. He was there with the stake presidency and all the bishops of his stake. They were talking about who can call the newspaper and get rid of these offensive lies. They asked me if the news was in the USA and I told them yes, it's all over the world. 
My wife had told them that the church had released essays about Joseph Smith's polygamy and that the news articles were quoting the essays. They all read it together and I watched as their jaws dropped to the floor. The shock on their faces was priceless. The best part of the night was when my father-in-law asked, asked me how this could be and why would the church write these essays. He told me he was going to read all the essays tonight and talk with me in the morning. He then gave me a hug and whispered, I might owe you a huge apology sometime <laughs> soon. That was last night. This morning we woke up to mother-in-law crying, father-in-law shell-shocked. My in-laws are great people trapped in a cult. I want to help them out. We are taking it slow. The best news, my wife wants out, our kids are, and wants our kids out. My mother-in-law just cries. My father-in-law read all the essays. He's lost. His whole world has been shaken. So. That's what happens. That's what happens. When you have these things that you've been taught your whole life or not taught. Yes. And more, more specifically, denied. 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 And, uh, and then you learn the truth. Right, and then Shocking. you learn the truth right straight from upstairs. Yeah. And they were the ones who were denying it to start with. Yeah. So these LDS members in Honduras and all over the world finally got the meat <laughs> and not just the milk. And they are shocked, and rightly so. What is so shocking to most Mormon members is that previous to this, bishops and state presidents and other men and women in leadership positions have either denied Joseph Smith was a polygamist or they denied the sordid details of his polygamy. They've lied about who he married, how many he married, why he married them, and conjured up a dozen or more mythical reasons for Smith's practice of polygamy. They've lied about their history. What right do they have to change anyone's history? Yet they've changed it, lied about it, hidden important events, and changed the character of historical people. But no lie comes from the truth. From another recent essay posted on LDS.org entitled, The Manifesto and the End of Plural Marriage, we would like to point out, much like we did last week, a few deliberate attempts in that article to blur the truth regarding their polygamist history. So, the first quote that we have, it we says, will share. <laughs> Though not all church members were expected to enter into plural marriage, those who did so believed they would be blessed for their participation. Now, I don't know how they can say this with a straight face. At first, at the very first, very few church members even were allowed to know about polygamy because the leaders lied to them about it. But in 1852, the doctrine was made public and all, that's capital A-L-L, all church members were then expected to enter into plural marriage. If they wanted eternal life and exaltation, they were taught that polygamy was essential. You want proof? You got it. Section 132, verse 4. For behold, I reveal unto you a new and everlasting co covenant. And if ye abide not that covenant, then ye are damned, are ye damned. For no one can reject this covenant and be permitted to enter into my glory. That's damned if you don't. That sounds like it. And this new covenant he's talking about is plural marriage. Those who send me emails criticizing us for referring to section 132 as being the polygamy doctrine needs to stop because the LDS church has stated that section 132 is the polygamy revelation. So yeah, that's valid. In verse 6 it says, and he that receiveth a fullness thereof must and shall abide the law, or he shall be damned, saith the Lord God. There's another damned if you don't. Yeah. 
and this is referring to the higher law of polygamy. So according to Mormon doctrine, if you're a Mormon not living polygamy, you're damned. Okay, let's look at the next quote. This is from Orson Pratt, the Journal of Discourses. Remember, this is an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, supposedly. Supposedly. I want to prophesy that all men and women who oppose the revelation which God has given in relation to polygamy will find themselves in darkness. The Spirit of God will withdraw from them from the very moment of their opposition to that principle until they will finally go down to hell and be damned if they do not repent. Okay, so all men and women, this is, his, he said all men and women will go to hell if you don't observe polygamy. So who's telling the truth? Orson Pratt? or the writers of this article claiming that not all church members were expected to live it. Which is it? It can't be both. It can't be not all and then all at the same time. So that is a wrong statement. They make several statements in this article leading the reader to believe that polygamy was legal until laws were passed against Mormon polygamy. But those are very misleading statements. Polygamy was always illegal. Every place in which the Mormons lived, polygamy was not legal at the time and the place they lived it. It wasn't legal in the Utah Territory when they came here, uh, which it was Mexican Territory at the time, but polygamy was illegal under Mexican law too. It was illegal in Canada. Laws were not passed to make polygamy illegal. They were passed that the Mormons would start obeying the law to, to not practice polygamy, which was already against the law. But they make it sound so much different in that article. We have another quote from the article. After two decades of seeking either to negotiate a change in the law or avoid its disastrous consequences, church leaders began to investigate alternative responses. In 1885 and 1886, they established settlements in Mexico and Canada outside the jurisdiction of the U.S. law where polygamous families could live peaceably. Now, I just love this statement, this phrase where it says, they established settlements in Mexico and in Canada where the polygamous could live peaceably. Now, our viewers, no doubt, have been repulsed by Irva LeBaron's uh, killing spree and by Winston Blackmore's polygamy up in BC, Canada. But they need to realize that it was the LDS Church who first set up polygamy compounds in Mexico, where the LeBarons were at, and in Canada, where Winston Blackmore is at. This article says it was them who set them up. That's where they came from. They, they claim that they did this so the families could live peaceably, but it was against the law in Mexico and Canada. Everywhere they went, the Mormons who lived polygamy broke the local laws that were already in place. Whatever happened to we believe in being subject to kings and presidents and rulers and magistrates <laughs> in obeying and honoring and sustaining the law? Their 12th article of faith obviously doesn't really mean very much to the polygamous leaderships both then and now. Now there are a lot of responses on the internet um, about these LDS.org essays about Joseph Smith's polygamy. For many Mormons it is shocking and shakes their faith to the core. Shocking because they defended Joseph Smith's character and denied his polygamy and now they discover that it was true after all. And then there are those who deny that Joseph Smith's polygamy was denied. They claim they knew it all along, but that's okay because whatever Joseph Smith did was right. 
Then there are those who claim that because they had known all about it, it is the fault of those who didn't know for not knowing. <laughs> yeah, I fall into that category. <laughs> Sorry. But Joseph Smith's polygamy was never taught in the Sunday school lessons, in any public worship lessons, in any any annual, semi-annual conference, no. uh, in Monday night home evening lessons. It just wasn't part of the curriculum. Why not? And the leadership never authorized their members to read any books that revealed his polygamy. In fact, they excommunicated historians who did talk about it. Referring to a Facebook page discussing these new LDS.org essays, Pastor Jim Catlin made some insightful comments to me in an email that I'd like to share with you. What rose to the surface many times was a comment like this one, which I quote verbatim. However, back in Joseph's day, remember, so many ladies' husbands were killed by mobs against the LDS, where, where they were killed by mobs against the LDS church. Do we know how many of Smith's 35-plus wives were widows due to persecution when he married them? This sure sounds like LDS fiction and wishful thinking, but I have no facts to challenge it. Do you? Well, so I grabbed the books. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yeah. In Sacred Loneliness is a book written by Todd Compton, uh, a, a Mormon historian, and it is a great historical volume documenting 33 plural wives of Joseph Smith, and I found the following numbers. Eleven women of Joseph Smith's wives were already married wives of living husbands. That's 33 percent, and they were not widows. Ten were teenagers, 19 years old or younger, and two of them were 14 years old. That's 30 percent who were not widows. Eight of the women were single, and that's other than the teenagers. That's 24 percent of his wives were not, and they were not widows. And there were four women that he married who were widows. That's 12 percent. Twelve oh percent of Joseph Smith's wives were widows. Out of the 33, only four were widows. So the majority of Joseph Smith's wives were not widows. And who says that, that widows need to settle for living a polygamous wife just because she's a widow? That's cruel, that's a lie, and it's a myth. It just plain is a very flimsy excuse, not based on any facts. Some good books to read. Most of these were referenced, by the way, in the LDS.org article, so we assume that they have given them permission to read them. Yeah. Is One is called Mormon Polygamy uh, by uh, Van Wagoner. Another one is Nauvoo Polygamy by George D. Smith. Uh, more, uh, in Sacred Loneliness by Todd Compton. And Solemn Covenant by, um, oh, his name just... just <laughs> just slipped my mind. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, Carmen Hardy is his name. Anyway, Pastor Jim went on to say this information. They excuse Smith claiming his marriages were ceilings for eternity only. They struggle to exonerate Smith from any sexual motivations for the marriages. But I don't get this. If Smith was called to follow the principle, then why do Mormons work so hard to show that there was no sex involved? After all, isn't it a part of the loophole of raising up seed? If the revelation of the principle was authentic, then this should not be an issue for Mormons. Why this then, why this tells me, what this tells me, I'm sorry, is that they are subconsciously troubled that it was all about sex after all, and that the reality of an authentic revelation is shaky. 
That's a very good question. Yeah, I liked the points that he brought up. Just why do they make excuses for Joseph Smith's polygamy? Obviously, it makes them very nervous. If it was from God, then they don't need to make up all kinds of false excuses for his behavior. So why do they? Perhaps they instinctively suspect that polygamy wasn't really from God, and that's why they're nervous. But we do know this. God is good, and because of His infinite goodness, polygamy could never have come from His heart of love. We want to share some of the comments from the Facebook page that Jim referred to. And this is what some people around, uh, not just Salt Lake, but all over the place, are saying about these essays. Polygamy was instituted because God said so. Okay, God said so. <laughs> so uh, chapter and verse, please. Yeah. <laughs> we really would like to know where. Give us a reference. Give us yeah. a footnote. Using this information, anyone can do anything morally wrong and claim God said so, yeah. which it's is easy. precisely what polygamists still do today. But where is the standard to judge what God will or will not command us to do? There must be a standard or anybody can do anything and, and invent any kind of religion claiming God said so. And who can object if there's no standard? God foresaw this would happen. That's why we have a book called the Bible. And that's why Jesus warned us of false prophets. He told us to judge with the right judgment. And he warned us against adding to his already perfect word. Another Facebook comment. This is an interesting one. If you believe the church to be true and it doesn't affect you personally and your eternal progress, who cares? That's the trouble of it. Who cares? I hear that all the time from Mormons. Oh, let the polygamists be. They're not bothering us. I've heard him say that so many times. Well, the 12 and 14-year-old girls who are sexually assaulted in polygamous marriages care. The lost boys who are kicked out of polygamy groups because they're competition for the older men, they care. The uncountable number of children born in abusive polygamy groups care. And Jesus cares. And Jesus told us to care. And here's the classic excuse over and over and over again. <laughs> Most of them were old and had lost their husbands. And we already talked about I, the widow yeah. myth. And that just plain is not true. It's a myth. And this one is the one that I kind of understood in, uh, in Mormonism. I wouldn't cry about it much. Most were sealed to him after he was dead. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say that. Again, they just don't research it. They don't yeah. know what they're talking about. Now, there were a lot of women sealed to Joseph Smith after he's dead. Um, over 200, to my knowledge, were. Mm. However, these 30 to 40 women that we're talking about was sealed to him when he was still alive, and that is a documented fact. And the LDS Church has acknowledged it. So you, are you going to fight against what they're saying? And the next <laughs> quote. Uh, it's curious. And when did Joseph have time to round up 40 wives? He always wanted to be with Emma. This is another myth. Yeah, I guess it must be. <laughs> yeah, it is. He deceived Emma and he committed adultery against her. Mm -hmm. Another vile practice was that Emma would bring young women or teenagers into their home to help with housework and child care. And Joseph Smith went after many of these underage girls while they were under his protective care and convinced many of them to become his plural wives. And that is criminal. The next quote. 
Maybe the comments are rattling their faith and they lash out because of it. To me, faith means that we bear testimony and strengthen each other in spite of the fact that people have doctrinal issues. This is a given. People will will have issues with doctrines. Well, that's not what the meaning of faith is, but if you've got whoever wrote that, if you've got issues with doctrines, you're where you shouldn't be. You need to turn and run and strive to find the truth. Jesus said that God's commands are not burdensome. So stop having issues with doctrine and start following Jesus alone. <laughs> the next one. Uh, that is, that's, that, we're going to skip that okay. part and All go right. on to uh, an open letter, and we're doing this because of the time factor. We've got okay. so much to share. We want to make sure that uh, we don't get too redundant on okay. some of these. But there was an open letter uh, that's posted on the website uh, www.polygamy.org. And it's written by some former polygamists and written as an open letter to Mormon leaders and the Mormon members. Now, this letter has made some very good points, and we want to quote part of what they wrote. Listen to this. Recently, Mitt Romney spoke at Brigham Young University during a devotional, and in his introduction, he made a joke about Joseph Smith having one wife compared to being a polygamist, alluding to the recent public Mormon essay about Joseph Smith and polygamy. The audience laughed. Polygamy is your inside joke, not ours. Reading posts from around the world from your members who have now learned that their religious leaders whom they trusted deceived them by keeping important facts about their founding leader out of missionary lessons and church publications is no joke. Individuals and families become members of your faith based on the information they receive from missionary lessons. If the LDS business was not cloaked in religion, you would have fraud char charges filed against your church for deception, and the joke would be on you. If you do not have a legal duty, which we believe you do, to be honest, then you certainly have a moral duty to be honest in your dealings. Not only did you hide important facts about polygamy and continue to do so, you have not apologized for your deception. In the past, Latter-day members have been disfellowshipped, excommunicated, or ostracized for investigating the facts behind polygamy. We were members who did our own research and found out for ourselves that the Mormon church had changed or hidden many of its gospel principles, including polygamy. We were cast out for knowing the punchline beforehand. There continues to be no apology from you, you church officials, about hiding important historical facts about polygamy. Your lack of compassion and lack of accountability and not reaching out to frustrated and angry members of your church indicate you are as sick as your inside joke. Shamefully, this recent news about Joseph Smith didn't come from the First Presidency or from the pulpit to its members. Instead, it was posted quietly on a website and the media exposed it, similar to finding out through the grapevine that your husband has cheated on you with someone else. Oh, and let's not forget that's how Joseph Smith's polygamy works. Now it will be up to your members to figure out their testimony and decide whether or not they want to continue paying tithes to show their allegiance and obedience to a church that believes similar to their founder, that the privileged male can lie, cheat, and deceive the wife of his youth and all those around him. Sincerely, Polygamy.org Administrators. 
and these are written by former LDS members and ex-plural wives. So they've, they've known the, the Mormon lifestyle and also the polygamous lifestyle. And this is their response, very adequate response, and it's certainly appropriate um, yeah. from everything that I've been able to learn. And it, 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 it's, it's whoever wrote this so, so correctly that the, the church doesn't announce this from every, anywhere or make it really available. I mean, it's available, but you really have to go searching for it. Mm -hmm. So many people, and when you still get these uh, criticisms of, of your comments, mm -hmm. it's because they are not aware of this, even though it's out there to be yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, polygamy may be an inside joke to many Mormons, like <laughs> they, they said, but it's a sick an abusive and a hurtful lifestyle for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of polygamists. We're going to open the telephone now. Um, our telephone number is 801-973-8820. There are volumes more we could say. We, we have a lot more to say even tonight if, if we have the opportunity, uh, but we don't have time to say everything that we would like to say about this. But <clears throat> we want to hear from our viewers as well. If you would like to weigh in on your comments or opinion or questions, please give us a call. Uh, and while the phone calls are coming in, we are going to share our message with you. You are watching Polygamy, What Love Is This? Broadcasting live from Salt Lake City, Utah. This program is the broadcast outreach of A Shield and Refuge Ministry. Shield and Refuge is a point of first contact for Mormon fundamentalists who question the doctrines of the religion or who are actively seeking for an opportunity to escape the polygamist lifestyle. Examining the claims of fundamentalist doctrine against the backdrop of biblical truth is central to our efforts. We invite you to contact us. Call toll-free at 877-425-9993 or email us at tv at We want you to know that we have made available to you some outstanding resources free of charge. You will find them at our website, www.whatloveisthis.tv. There you will find the DVD, Lifting the Veil of Polygamy, which documents the real-life stories told firsthand of those who were lifted out of the culture of polygamy through the power and love of Jesus Christ. Also, free of charge to you, is the booklet, Is Polygamy Biblical? It explores plural marriage in the context of God's Word and answers questions like, Did God ever command polygamy? Is it part of God's plan? While you are at our website, make sure to take advantage of the archived episodes of this program, which can stream on demand directly to your computer. There are more than 100 shows to choose from. And if someone you know is unable to view this program via live broadcast, recommend that they visit this same website every Thursday at 8 p.m. Mountain Time to watch this show through live streaming video. Simply follow the links to the live streaming video page. If you are watching live tonight, we invite you to call us as we open our phone lines. The number is 801-973-TV20. That's 801-973-8820. Now, back to Polygamy, What Love Is This? with our host, Doris Hansen. Welcome back to our show. This is Polygamy, What Love Is This? And with Earl Erskine, our co-host, 
We are here discussing, again, part two, actually, uh, remarking about the uh, LDS.org articles that they've recently posted on their website about polygamy, about Joseph Smith's polygamy, and polygamy after the manifesto, and how they blurred the truth so, so badly uh, that if you don't know uh, the history yourself, you will be easily deceived. You'll, no. You won't be able to know because no. the wording is so clever. You almost have to read between the lines and really do your own research. You, you have know? to do your it's own true. research. Yeah. And you know, that's what God told us to do, by the way. God told us that we need to check things out, that we need to search the scriptures every day to see if what people are telling us is true. And that doesn't mean that we search any, other bo any old book in the world. He said to search the Bible to find out if what we're being taught is true. I got an email today from one woman. She castigated me because of these things we'd been saying about Joseph Smith, and yet all of the things that she got angry with me about was posted as being fact in these essays on LDS.org. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's just you just need to check these things out because we're not making things up. You know, there was another blog spot that um, there was, like I say, so much stuff that <laughs> people were saying and comments that we could have made from them that we had to pick and choose. Um, but this blog spot is called Phenomenal Sarah, and we're, we want to share this with you because it really puts it right in its place. All of this that they're claiming about Joseph Smith really needs to put in its place, and this is it. So listen to this. It's very good. Joseph Smith was a sexual predator who used his position of authority, promises of rewards to abuse women and girls who believed he was a prophet speaking for God. He used his influence with the family members of some of his teen brides to groom them to the point of giving consent in spite of their reservations. He swore his victims to secrecy and defamed the character of women who refused his advances and then went public about his behaviors. As triggering as this new information was and as hard as it was to come to terms with the truth about a man I'd been taught all my life to revere as second only to Jesus Christ himself, I found solace in the fact that Joseph Smith was no longer on the earth to hurt anyone else. And though it was also hard to come to terms with the fact that so much of this information had been kept from me and that the church approved portrait of Joseph's life was so different from reality, the church's silence on the subject allowed room for hope. Surely the brethren wouldn't condone this behavior, even if they still believed Joseph was a prophet. He was obviously a fallen one, right? The release of the Nauvoo-Kirtland polygamy essay crushed that hope to dust. Seeing the leadership stand behind not only the man but his predatory actions, seeing them make excuses and defend the indefensible, left me shaking and shouting and crying in equal parts, horror and rage. Well, that's what it does. It does. And then you wonder about everything else that they, that uh, the church, that we question, mm -hmm. uh, Book of Abraham and Book of Mormon and DNA and, and that kind of stuff. You just wonder it. what else they're hiding. And well, we know that they're hiding the truth about the Book of Mormon because sure. we know that there's absolutely no evidence, no historical, archaeological, no scientific, no biological. There's absolutely no evidence whatsoever. It's been proven to be a fraud. 
Yeah. And they still pass it off as being historical. It's not. We know the Book of Abraham is a fraud because we yeah. have the manuscript to compare with it. And now they're saying, well, it was an inspired translation. It wasn't a word-for-word -word translation. Yeah. That's not what Joseph Smith said it was. Yeah. So, uh, and the DNA, that's all. They use the DNA to prove other things, but they refuse to use it to prove uh, yeah. that the Book of Mormon, the it Nephites, the Lamanites, it. and all that, that. So they are hiding things. They are keeping it hidden under the rug. I know I've said this before, but if, if someone could just back up a step or so and look at a big picture with Joseph Smith, questioning whether, just thinking a little bit about Joseph Smith and uh, take a different look at him, it answers all these questions. It does. It, it takes care of all the problems that there are. It does. If they'll just back up if a little they, bit. If they would back up and ask God for the truth. Yeah. Just if you're willing to have the truth, no matter what it is, if you're willing to have the truth. And you know what? That's so important because in Second Thessalonians it tells us that those who do not love the truth will not be saved. Mm. If you don't love the truth, you will not be saved. So you need to find the truth. And don't just say, I feel like it's the truth, because feel, feelings does not, uh, is not the barometer for what's true. Now, right now, we have some phone calls. So let's take uh, line one, Bruce from Bluebell, Utah. Hello, Bruce. Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Yeah, I, I, I was wondering, what, what do you believe? Okay. In regards to what? Okay, I, I, I don't want want to hear what Joseph Smith did or or anybody else. I I want to know what you believe and what what's the uh, true 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 church. Okay, Bruce. First of all, our show is dealing with polygamy. Okay, we bring out what Mormon polygamy is all about, past, present, and future. That is the purpose for our show. Now, if you want to know what I believe, pick up the Bible and read it from cover to cover. That's what I believe. <laughs> there is no such thing as a one and only true church on the planet. There are believers in Jesus Christ according to the Bible and nothing else, and those people are the ones who make up Christ's church. Does that answer your question? No, I'm I'm still lost. Do, do you have a Bible? Yes, ma'am. Pick it up and read it. <clears throat> and read especially the Gospel of John. Read the New Testament. And that's what I believe. And if you want to hear what I believe, just keep on reading the Bible, because that's what I believe. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay, we have on line two, we have Dale from Salt Lake City. Hello, Dale. How you doing, Doris? Very good, thank you. You're on the air. Uh, yeah. I just want to say I appreciate everything you're doing about this and the polygamy and bringing out the truth of the church and how the polygamy wasn't so cruel and ignorant to, and it still is, to, like you said, people. And more people need to know this and that. And for the last caller, what you believe in is you feel from the heart. Whatever you believe in, it has to be the Bible. It doesn't have to be, you know, it has to be what you believe in. What do you, do you agree or disagree on that? That it doesn't matter what we believe, whether it's the Bible or something else. Is that what you said? 
No, I think... Yeah, I'm, you know, I mean, like you said, polygamy is just hurting everyone, thousands and thousands of kids, and we, we've got to stop it somehow, some way. We get a black eye here in Salt Lake City, Utah, I think, or in Utah. We got two black eyes. Still having the polygamy rule thing going yeah. on. Yeah, that's true. And that's what you we know? want to do. What we want to do, the purpose of our show, is to bring biblical truths to polygamous, exactly. hope, hoping and praying. Exactly. And that's why I appreciate your show, and then I appreciate the show that comes on on Friday at 8 o'clock, too. You guys are so right on so many things. Well, what are, And I just, you know, it, but to believe in something, you got to believe it in the heart. And that's what I say. Start from the heart, then go to what you believe in after that. Well, I don't think that's true, Dale. That's not what the Bible teaches. Because well, we have the written word called the Bible. And God tells us that is truth. Now, many people's heart does not tell them that the Bible is true. And yet God has said it is true. So we either believe our heart or we believe God. And once you read it and study it and get it into your heart, then you can believe it because God said it's true. We have to believe it's true. Well, I just appreciate what you guys do, both of you. I mean, keep the word going, you know. Open up people's eyes. We've got to quit the polygamy. We've got to quit the the phoniness, especially in Utah. It's a good state. Let's not make it worse than what it needs to be. Well, thank you, Dale. I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. You bet. Good night. You know, he he wasn't he didn't let me finish what I was saying. Of course, he had some things to say. But our show is is to bring biblical truths to polygamists. Our heart has always been that if the polygamists could learn that God really doesn't require it for eternal life, I think that's which the is what they taught, yeah. then they would get out of polygamy. Yeah, And that's what we do. We hammer at it week after week after week. And that's why we pull up all these ungodly things that people do, because if they can get to the point of God would never require that, then they would start looking, well, what would God require? And God requires salvation by grace through faith, not by works, not by the works of polygamy, not by any kinds of works at all. And that's the simplicity. That's what Christmas is all about. And I think that's the the great message, is Jesus paying for our sins and uh, having faith in Him alone. And then if if, if everyone believed that, then as polygamy and other things come along and they matched it against that, what the Bible teaches, they would know that polygamy was not their their way to salvation. That's right. And that's why we do what we do, hoping (laughs) that they will get that message and then take it from there. Uh, And, you know, it's it's just like polygamy, they believe polygamy uh, earns them eternal life. I know my mother believed that to her dying breath. That's what she believed. Um, The different religions believe different works will take them into heaven, but no works will take you into heaven. The d- disciples came to Jesus, John six twenty nine, and asked Jesus, what are the works that God requires them to do? And Jesus said, God requires that you believe in the one he has sent, period. Yeah, he That's that it. believeth in me hath everlasting life. Yep. And that word believe doesn't mean like you believe the sun's coming up tomorrow. The word believe means that only person that can help you get to heaven. That's what that word believe means. And you can check me out. Please do. (laughs) Please check me out. Okay. We have uh, line three. We have Tony calling from Salt Lake City. Hello, Tony. Yes. You're on the air. Uh, Hello, Doris. Uh, 
My name's actually Hector, and uh, <clears throat> I uh, just wanted to come in on the on the who cares when you were talking about the mm-hmm. the, the response. Okay. Um, and my heart goes out to the people, the LDS people. I, uh, you know, I, I never really understood them. I was angry at them. Uh, I have family who are lost in that religion. Mm-hmm. Now I understand them. But uh, anyways, uh, if they can turn to their Bible, the Holy Bible, God's Word, not my Word, God's Word, uh, Book of Revelations, chapter, or, uh, yeah, chapter 3, 16, I think it, it'll uh, answer the question about uh, who cares. Okay. That's all. Anyways, I appreciate you too. Thank you. Uh, I lift you guys up every time in my prayers. Thank you very Thanks, much. Hector. We appreciate that, that, Hector. Thanks so much. Good night. That's Merry w- Christmas. That's wonderful. Yes, we do appreciate <laughs> your prayers. Okay, we have line one calling Shirley from Logan. Hello, Shirley. Hi. Hello. You're on the air. Hi, uh, yes, okay. Uh, okay, thank you. I was just wondering... <clears throat> about uh, like the mormon people and the um like the calvary chapel group and all of those different uh groups that uh you can check into yes the mormons have joseph smith that you seem to talk a lot about but uh like the calvary chapel some of their founders were homosexuals like uh, ken Delickson and john limber who was uh, like a drug addict and he founded that church and i just wonder how those people can, uh, founders of all these other groups, and it sounds as though they're so um, perfect or whatever, but yet it seems like the Mormons are the only ones that uh, get criticized for the founders okay, that Shirley, let me have founded them. Let me explain something to you. If I don't know about that Calvary Chapel founders. I, I, I had not heard that before. I can check that out. But... Calvary Chapel does not, the members of that church do not follow those men. They follow Jesus. The Mormons follow Joseph Smith. They have him reverenced as almost as if he was next to Jesus, just like this letter we read tonight. The Mormons follow a man. We follow Jesus Christ. Calvary Chapel follows Jesus Christ. They never get up there and preach about how great and wonderful these men were. They get up and preach how great and wonderful Jesus is. That's the difference. Well, I've uh, attended Calvary Chapel, and I did hear things about uh, Chuck Smith and some of the Lonnie Frisbee and some of those guys and he was like 18 years old and was some kind of that. Well, you know what? We're not here to drag a lot of people through the mud, Shirley. <laughs> We're here to talk about Joseph Smith, who started polygamy, and I was raised in a polygamy group, and I know exactly what they taught and how they treat people, and we're here to come up against that. So we appreciate your phone call, um, and I think you need to check things out, though, before you start stirring things up, because I don't think what you're saying is true. Okay, we have line two calling, Paul calling from Kearns. Hello, Paul. Uh, hi, hi, Doris. Hello. Uh, I, I have a, a, a quote from you. I have a quote from Joseph Smith that I think is terrific. Okay. And uh, it, it took place in Abigail Gale's home in 1838. And Abigail Holmes added that Apostle... Uh, John F. Boynton, 
testified in my house before many witnesses that Joseph Smith said that Mormonism is all a humbug from the first to the last. What do you think about that one? Well, I don't know. I I don't know. I've I've heard that quote before. Uh, I I agree with the quote, <laughs> but no, whether I, I Joseph like Smith really one, said it or one, not, uh, I don't know. One, one footnote, in, in my opinion, on one little thing, and that is, uh, it's it's too bad that uh, that Joseph Smith was martyred. I think it would have been a far better thing for the world if he had faced trial for treason and murder. Well, that's true, but Joseph Smith wasn't martyred. They call it a martyrdom, but it wasn't martyred. He was murdered. And it wasn't in martyr. He was in jail because he destroyed the Nauvoo expositor for, for printing his polygamy. That's true. So it wasn't a martyr. They call him that, but that wasn't a true martyr. Yeah, and he was if he'd have faced trial, he'd probably been hanged for treason and murder because those were pretty young. Well, there was a lot of charges against him. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And they were all valid charges. Anyway, the I masonries weren't, mason people call. weren't happy with him either. Have a happy day. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you, Paul. Appreciate thank your you. call. Uh, and uh, say that again. What well, the masons, those, uh, they weren't happy with him either because he had introduced women into the temple ceremony, which was based on masonry, yeah, yeah. and they weren't happy that he had done that. So there's some speculation that the Masons were involved in the... That's true. Plus, Joseph Smith went out shooting, you know. He didn't go like a lamb to the slaughter, as, as the Mormons like to say. He, he yeah. had a pistol and shot a couple of people he, on he his way He and Hiram out. had a bottle of wine and a pistol with bullets in them, that's for sure. <laughs> that's true. Okay, line three, we have Kay Brown from Provo. Hello, Kay. Well, hi, Doris. Hi, Kay. Well, how, how are you? Guys? Hi, Kay. How are you? <clears throat> I'm good. Thank you. Hey, I just had a comment for Bruce that okay. called in. Okay. I think the confusion comes in when uh, Mormons ask about which church do you believe in, and they get confused because the biblical term for church are the believers themselves, the and people. you don't believe in other people, you just believe in Jesus. Right. And so if they, and I know you've talked about that before on your show, perhaps, you know, he missed that, but um, that's where the confusion comes in, because the term in Mormonism does not mean what it means in the Bible. That's right. The church is very clear, it's just the believers that's themselves, right. mm -hmm. and we don't believe in humans but only Jesus. Only Jesus. So, That's right. Yeah, and the Bible, as you said, and, and the gospel is the Bible. Mm -hmm. The Bible. That's right. Thanks, Kay. Appreciate your you calling. Bet. Okay. Good. Thanks. You yeah. guys. Merry Good night. clarification. Good night. Yeah. We have another quote here. I think it's probably the best quote of any that we've read. It's in 2 Nephi chapter 9, verse 34, which deals with <laughs> all of the lies that has gone on since Joseph Smith started polygamy up until today. Yeah, this is out of the Book of Mormon. Woe unto the liar, for he shall be thrust down to hell. It's the best quote Oops. of all, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's breaking one of the Ten Commandments, and, Definitely. Yeah, and we Definitely. know that they consistently lied about their polygamy, didn't they? Well, Jesus said that uh, the devil is the father of all liars, and so we just have to, if all liars are thrust down to hell, Jesus is the father of all liars, what do we do with Joseph Smith, who lied and lied and lied about polygamy? Now, that is history. You, you Don't email me and call me a liar for saying this, because it's history that he lied about it. 
um, all of the leaders, early Mormon leaders lied. The polygamy groups today still lie about what go on goes on in their polygamy groups. I think one of the things that impressed me most about hearing your program and, and some of the others that have been on on TV is that they do back them up with quotes from Brigham Young or Joe, uh, Orson Pratt. Or I mean, they're all supported by. Mm -hmm. And now we have the essays from the church, which is which is admitting to these things so mm -hmm, that's right yeah, people that's right. just need to study the the essays aren't admitting he lied they just call it that it was very secretive yeah but they don't use any of the quotes where we where we have the proof that joseph smith lied about it you know there there is um um, towards the end of our notes, a, a national survey that I want to talk about in just a minute. But first of all, we've got one more call I want to take. Line two, Leslie from Tuella. Hello, Leslie, you're on the air. Hi, Doris. Um, I just want to make one little comment. The lady that called in about Calvary Chapel really missed the mark. Yeah, I was founded by Chuck Smith in Costa Mesa mm -hmm. in 1965. She really should check her facts. And that's what I told all her. All over do. the internet. Yeah. Yeah, she she has she's got something either mixed up or she deliberately has done that because uh, I, I just do not believe, and I did, I told her to check it out because I didn't think that she was uh, right on with that. So thanks, Leslie, for confirming that. Oh, you're very welcome, and thanks for all you do, Doris. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Okay, um, and those two names that she mentioned, too, I, I did not find familiar, but then again, I yeah. said very possibly. <laughs> and, and another thing, too, I want to mention, she, she brought up the sins of those people. Um, God saves sinners. Jesus came, he died on the cross to save sinners. In order for sinners to be saved... There's, there's some, some things that sinners need to recognize. First of all, they need to recognize that, that they have committed the sin and that they want to change, and they need to repent. Now, repent doesn't mean you fall on the floor and grovel in the dirt. It means that you turn. You turn from going your way and go God's way. That means you're going to turn from what you believe now. You're going to turn from your sins. You're going to turn from all that you're doing and go God's way. That's what repent means. And then you cling to Jesus, only Jesus. He came at uh, Christmas time as a baby so he could come at 30 years later and die on the cross for our sins. Jesus Christ is God, God in the flesh. Only God, a sinless God, could ever die for sinful people and then bring them into heaven when that's over. So anyway, uh, we don't have anything <laughs> that shows that Joseph Smith ever repented. He went to the grave. Uh, lying about polygamy. Anyway, very quickly, national survey where they asked Mormons some questions. We got to do this really quick. Um, they were asked to give their opinion about a particular behavior, whether it was immoral, morally acceptable, or not a moral issue. 54% of them said drinking alcohol is morally wrong. Does that mean 46% of them <laughs> believed it's okay to drink alcohol? Interesting. 74% of them thought that an abortion is morally wrong. 79% said sex between unmarried adults is morally wrong. And shockingly, a whopping 86% say that practicing polygamy is morally wrong. That's a whole bunch more than the ones who think that abortion is wrong. Isn't that, <laughs> that interesting? That's strange. And yet they're and they all think they're going to have to live polygamy in heaven, a morally wrong and I would like to have answer this question. If 86% of Mormons believe polygamy is morally wrong, we wonder if that same 86% believe that Joseph Smith's polygamy was morally wrong. 
Okay, that gives you something to think about. Thank you for coming tonight. My pleasure. Thanks, Doris. Again, and my closing comments, I just want to ask the question, why does all this still matter? Well, it does matter because Mormonism was established by a man who had over 30 wives and claimed God told him to do it. And Jesus said the root produces the fruit. The religious leader of 15 million people plus tens of thousands of polygamists should be tested for truth, integrity, and morality. And Joseph Smith fails the test. He practiced polygamy for a dozen years and lied about it until his dying day. Joseph Smith's legacy includes dozens of polygamy groups who are doing what he did, breaking the laws of the land and assaulting young girls. Mormons don't practice polygamy today, but Joseph Smith did, and he repeatedly lied about it, and yet he is defended by them today. Mormons and polygamists hang onto Joseph Smith and all his teachings as if he were someone great, yet the Bible describes him as a false prophet, a wolf in sheep's clothing, an adulterer, and a deceiver. Defending him is foolishness and will lead his followers to the end of that road that Jesus warned is eternal destruction. It is relevant, and we beg you to consider your eternal soul worth the time, the honesty, and the energy to to at least check these things out. Jesus came to save us from our sins and he warned us of false prophets and false teachings. So why not forget Joseph Smith and all he taught? Jesus is God. Joseph was just a man, just a sinner like the rest of us. Why follow a sinful man when you can follow perfection itself? Jesus Christ, he's all we need and Joseph has no part in it. And so we celebrate Jesus not Joseph. Merry Christmas. Good night. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again. Thank you.